Jacob Forrest Jennings Severn. Max Boschert Zielsdorf. The name of our podcast is To Be Decided. Yes. <laughs> That's the name. That's the name of the podcast. Um, so, do we want to officially call the thing um, Rock'em Sock'em's Razor? <laughs> we don't have to call it that. I just thought of it at like 2 in the morning. <laughs> For now. <laughs> well, we just change it, make it ungoogleable. <laughs> can we call our thing ungoogleable? <laughs> ungoogleable. Okay. All right. That's, the, that's our podcast title now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm putting it in the in the the Google Doc. What was the what was the tagline for Rock for Rock'em Sock'em's Razor? Uh, everything that is a robot and also punches a robot must be true. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a hilarious joke, but I got you know no play on it, so I was like, well, I want to use that for something else. <laughs> it's, it's... I'll, I'll find some other place to put it in. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I uh. Saw a lot of Occam's Razor mentioned in uh, recent episodes of X Files that Ooh. I watched, and it's it, it's actually brought up like kind of ad, ad nauseum. Like <laughs> she's like, are you, Scully is like, are you aware of something called Occam's Razor? And <laughs> and Mulder said, well, I think Occam didn't see what I saw last night. Or like something like that. Yeah. It's like the beginning of bad, uh, uh, whatever, dialogue, uh, NCIS style dialogue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> NCIS <laughs> Miami. Or CSI Miami. Yeah, what was the one about, like, oh, fuck, I can't remember what it was, but it was an amazing line about, like, um, rock, paper, scissors, where the guy was like, it was just at it. It was apropos of nothing. The like agent busting in the door with the gun, like knowing the perp is somewhere in the apartment, and he's like, he's like, you think you, you think you're paper to my rock? Well, well, welcome to scissors or something like that. It was just like really out of nowhere, and it was like the the littlest level of like clever writing. Like clearly something the team came up, the writers room came up with at like four in the morning so they could go home. <laughs> Well, there's the there's the uh, opening of CSI Miami where um, David Carradine, no, not David Carradine, uh, uh, man with red hair, will take off or put on the sunglasses. Oh, David Caruso. David Caruso, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there was a great one where there was a divorced couple who had been living in the same house and uh, their solution for their divorce was to divide the house with a laser line. And there had been a murder. One of them had been murdered. But it was evidence that neither had crossed the laser line. Uh-huh. And <laughs> he looked at the camera right? and said, welcome to the divorce of the future. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then it started the opening credit sequence. That's so good. <laughs> really, really good. <laughs> what is 
like that 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 uh that internet meme where they have the little stick figure with sunglasses after they say a pun and then they write yeah in all caps. It's like yeah. I doubt any of those kids know they're quoting a Who song. They probably don't know who the Who are. <laughs> oh yeah, no, and maybe they haven't even seen that that, that show. TV show. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe they haven't even seen the mashup on YouTube. It's just like now it's become so far removed. It's just a meme, and all you need <laughs> is the sunglasses guy. Yeah. All you need is the stick figure man. But yeah, no, I <laughs> right after in uh, in two thousand eight. Right after the uh, news came in that um, uh, uh, we had elected uh, uh, Barack Obama as our president, my friend texted me. I got a text from my friend and said, welcome to the president, dot, 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 of the future. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Fantastic. Really great. <laughs> oh, man. That was, that was kind of, I remember, like, being... You know, literally in tears when Barack Obama got elected. And then I, like, took a screen, so dark, I, like, took a screenshot of my monitor to, of, like, the moment it happened. And I had, like, all these different windows up of, like, these are the results. This is the live feed. Like, I was fully on, like, five news channels streaming to my computer at once. And so, like, I had this, like, great screenshot of, like, the moment that it was announced. So I made sure to do the second thing when he was reelected. And I was like, oh, that's so awesome. And I, like, went out into the living room. And I was like, Barack Obama got reelected. And everyone was like, hmm, too bad he's the same as the other guy. Like, there was just zero excitement around young people when he got reelected. It was was pretty difficult to recreate that excitement. I don't know. It was pretty difficult for me to replicate that excitement, definitely. But (laughs) Yeah. It's sort of like the... uh, the Joaquin to 2008's River Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even though it's now like, that doesn't really work. That's kind of outdated, too. Like, River Phoenix is doing... Or, I mean, Joaquin Phoenix is doing amazing stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. if River Phoenix were still alive today, how fucking disappointing would his career be? <laughs> would River Phoenix have been in The Master? Oh, my God. Probably not. <laughs> 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 what an interesting question that I'm going to answer. No. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, welcome to our podcast, Ungoogleable. <laughs> I am Max, and that's Jake. <laughs> My name's Jake. Uh, I we didn't know we'd started either, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so Jake, how has your week been? My week has been my week's been pretty good. I uh, there was a, a celebration that happened uh, on Thursday. Did you a do the of, thing you're supposed to do? Did you eat a fuck ton? Um, yeah, I, I did that. I did that, um, and you know, I I thought I thought a little bit about uh, how fucked up the uh, holiday is and the. Um, uh, the history behind the holiday and, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the many atrocities that have gone on, and then um, and then I ate a lot. Nice, nice. Uh, and uh, then, Arbor Day is a crazy time for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I like I like um, a uh, you know it's the, the, the you know I like I like trees. What can I say? Arbor Day, it gets wild. <laughs> Wait. Um, 
trees is Arbor Day, right? <laughs> Something to do with trees? Yes. Yes. Okay. And the slogan is, it gets wild. <laughs> when, when a day needs a slogan, you really like have to think that that holiday is really lagging. Like, it's true. Oh man, the greeting card companies—we're experiencing a lull here. Why don't we, why don't we pump up Arbor Day and give it a catchy slogan? Like, like a tree with sunglasses. Let's get some, let's get some kid fresh out of ad school and give him the Arbor Day account. Yeah, exactly. You, <laughs> well, if you prove yourself a catchy on slogan. this, then you can go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He comes up with "It gets wild." <laughs> <laughs> nice work, Burn Bomb. <laughs> uh, so you know, another exciting thing that happened on that—I think that same day, maybe the next day—was the release of the Star Wars teaser trailer. Oh yeah, I heard about that didn't watch it <laughs> i only heard about it today so wow. um i love this You're I heard, behind the times I, I i i am behind the times and but you know what i heard a lot of is uh is people complaining in general that i did not get wind of the fact that that happened because people weren't complaining specifically about it people were complaining though in general about people being excited about a Star Wars movie, I think I think there was, I, I think that probably you we have experienced waves of this, and we will continue to experience waves as various mm-hmm. trailers get released and and uh, and various uh, people do press junkets, etc. But uh, uh, and every time that happens uh, with a big property like Star Wars, but mostly just with Star Wars specifically, people get very upset that people are getting excited because they say, why are you getting excited about a thing that has been horrible for so long and has only disappointed us and it does not matter that there is a new chance it's 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 coming around again it's not going to disappoint us this time maybe maybe (laughs) i was i was talking to uh i was talking to a few people about uh about this idea of uh of things uh, of, of, of franchises disappointing us um, uh, over the last couple of weeks because I saw I saw that um, Interstellar, which uh, which we've talked about a little bit. I think at the point that uh, we talked about it, you had seen it and I hadn't, mm-hmm. um, and I've seen it since, and I enjoyed it. Uh, but there was a lot of talk when Inception came out of hope for Hollywood doing original stories again. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it was always it was really a, exciting when a movie comes out that's an original piece of work and everyone goes and sees it, or is based on a very obscure property, like uh, uh, Edge of Tomorrow was based on All You Need Is Kill, which is right. a real obscure-ass uh, uh, graphic novel from Japan, I believe? Right. And... and- and was I know in Inception or Interstellar was probably based on a short story written by Christopher Nolan's brother, probably. but I don't know if it was a published short story, so that might not even. Uh, well, no, that's uh, uh, that's uh, I don't remember nothing. Memento. Oh, that 
that's Memento. Okay, but, but, but Christopher Nolan's brother did help write um, uh, Interstellar, and a lot of excitement mm-hmm. around Interstellar was also the idea that they um, that they probably got the science right. Um, uh, a lot of people right. have a lot to say about the science in that movie, but there was a guy who was supervising the script who is a um, who is who is good at science. So right, right. there was that. But then, much like. Inception, there's a lot of uh, uh, fanfare around it being an original script, uh, but I guess Christopher Nolan is the only person who gets to do that, because we got Inception, <laughs> and it's like, yay, things are going to be original again. There's no, there, This is a movie that uh, makes millions, but is not based on a comic book, is not a sequel, is not a remake, is not based on a novel. Uh, it is uh, uh, a self-contained idea self-contained property um and yet uh then you know four and a half years passes where we just get only those things again until interstellar comes out and and then that fanfare starts up again it's like well but but anyway that's 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 the only thing that i uh that that people mentioned about the star wars trailer is that uh is that star wars sucks (laughs) (laughs) is that star wars sucks and we should not give star wars any more of our money because let us down way too many times is the thing that i uh saw being trumpeted across the internet it did not occur to me that this was possibly spurred by the release of a trailer or something i thought people were saying it kind of in general because nobody linked to it oh interesting i only just learned today in passing that uh that that the I think it was pretty awesome because I think that it looks like a really well-made movie and I'm talking just cinematography. Uh, it looks like a serious film by a non little child man, which is what George Lucas clearly has been for probably his entire life. And it treats the universe with, uh, with some respect and some uh, excitement and some, like, you know, filmmaking ability. Like, I don't think J.J. Abrams is necessarily like, you know, you know, I mean, it's it's tough because, like, we don't really have, um, you know, the the big name directors nowadays that people throw. I feel like there's no Scorsese's. There's no Woody Allen's. Like, they're not, there's no flawless, like, holy shit. Like, there's no young, new Coen brothers coming up. Um, you know, Quentin Tarantino maybe is sort of, like, in there. Not that he's young, but, like, he's he's a household director's name that, like, pretty much all of his movies are, are like, butter. Like, they're beautiful. And they feel so good to, to watch. Um, but uh, Nolan, you know, Interstellar, had some issues it had some blocks of really god awful dialogue and mm-hmm. it had some blocks of like please explain what relativity is for the 15th time like it was a little yeah. bit like clunky like it was like simultaneously trying to be really intelligent and afraid that it was leaving its audience in the dust which yeah it's too bad because like i don't know i guess that's how he makes sure that he's big budget and not you know, a little indie film. Um, but, uh, 
or or you know J.J. Abrams is this really great filmmaker but like the second Star Trek movie was kind of bullshit it had some really awesome moments but it overall was kind of bullshit and the first Star Trek movie has some kind of like like this is a really well-made summer blockbuster you know like it's never gonna yeah. escape yeah. that zone exactly so I, f- it- I I feel like it's tough like we don't have any like or, or at least there's not very many. I'm sure that's totally wrong. People listening to this will be like, what about this person? What about that person? Um, but I just feel like for the most part, there's not a lot of like, um, you know, uh, Scorsese just keeps coming back up because like he makes movie after movie that you're just like, Jesus, you're good at this. And we need young people coming up to replace him. And I feel like there's so much... Uh, caution now um right to make sure that the stupid people get what they're talking about or fucking ju- just cut to giant robots fighting and you'll be fine yeah i mean i guess that that actually reminds me the other giant robot fighting movie was pacific rim and so what's his name is pretty good gilmer del toro uh-huh yeah no he did it and, and that movie was great for knowing what it was. Yeah, absolutely. That that, that, that movie was so solid because it had very little backstory for the characters and was all about giant robots fighting and really showed giant robots fighting, which I felt like was a middle finger to um, the Transformers franchise. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, which which let people down so much. People who wanted to see giant robots fighting got really fucked over by those movies <laughs> with all the bullshit in them. Yeah, right, right. And, yeah, and this and uh, this movie had like a dramatic beginning, middle, and end about giant robots fighting. Like that's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And and it, and it it managed to get me caring about giant robots fighting, but really only a little bit. Like I don't think back to Pacific Rim. Uh, for dramatic, certain dramatic sequences or whatever. I just think back to Pacific Rim for it being really fun. Yeah, totally. Like, for it being just a really fun uh, movie that had a lot of giant robots fighting. <laughs> so, th- I think, though, that this that this film, you know, it might have some major problems. It'll probably have all the same major problems that... Uh, Star Trek has had and Mission Impossible 3 had. You know, like J.J. Abrams, he has his standard problems uh, in his movies. Um, but holy shit, will it be better than the movies that triggered the kind of backlash that you, you're describing? Like, I don't think we're going to get fucked over again the way the trilogy, the, the prequel trilogy fucked us all over. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, th- I, think, I think that I think that no matter what happens, I think it's uh, it's going to let down more people than it delights, and that's only because people are being prepared to be let down by this movie. Or maybe only people I talk to are. Maybe the public is generally excited, but I have not seen anything about that. All I've seen is Star Wars is, hor- is horrible. We are only beating this dead horse because of. Uh, it's a cash cow. Well, it's absolutely only still alive because it's a cash cow, but I really think... Jesus, I just called it a horse and a cow in the same sentence. <laughs> it's a really bad metaphor. Yeah, this mixed metaphor is really making me sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but, 
but uh, I don't know. I think they're really trying to do it to do it to what it deserves. Say these, like, remember those movies that felt like early eighties, late seventies cinema. Like we can do that again. And like, th- there's one moment in the teaser. The teaser has four shots, five shots, maybe. I mean, not really. It's like four or five little mini scenes. And each scene has maybe two or three shots. Like there's very few. It's a teaser. There's very little content here, but they're all really cool looking. And there's one that's just a droid rolling through the sand and making little droid beepy boopy noises. But it's a, a design that is it really feels like it should have been in the first trilogy and just wasn't ever there. Like it feels like new, but absolutely in the style of the old. It feels like if mm. in the, the 1977 star Wars movie, if you'd pan the camera to the right a little, this little dude would have been there. And like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, I couldn't help it. The little kid in me was like, I want to see this movie, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. And, uh, For sure. and, and the other thing is we see two, well, we, I guess we see three we, – we don't see any of the old actors, which is kind of cool. We only see the three young, newer actors, and one of whom is Oscar Isaac from um, Inside Lewin Davis. But you can't really tell because he's in a helmet and he's, in, a, he's oh, wow. in an X-Wing, and so it's just sort of like this dude. I had to, somebody told me that was Oscar Isaac. I was like, oh, okay. But So the other characters that we actually see is John Boyega from Attack the Block, who's black. Oh, wow. And um, – fucking daisy somebody who i don't know what she's been in and she's so these two characters that were sort of like as much as a teaser can attack attach you to people i guess three characters one is black one's a woman and one is a white man and like that is how the new star wars films will be good (laughs) is that there's actually a 2014 sensibility uh, uh, that's bringing a, that that it's bringing. You know, it's not pretending that. I mean, I don't know what the fuck were the prequels like. They were from another dimension. Like they were sort of. Let's pretend that the past twenty years never happened, but sort of just from the fucking fever dream of a very rich person. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that I, I think that I'm. I think that a teaser gets the opportunity of presenting the smallest amount of information and therefore making it look the best. Yeah, no, you're possibly. Right. I don't know. I, I, I like. I have, I have, I have not seen it, so I have, I have, I have little to say about this. And also, like, I, I don't doubt that it will be better than the prequels. But, uh, uh, do you remember the first previews for Transformers Three? No. It was so dope. Oh, is that where it showed like uh... it showed the moon landing? It started with the moon landing and then and then they said uh uh you know they they turned the cameras off and then the moon landing dudes, uh um uh, Neil Armstrong (laughs) and Buzz Aldrin, uh bounded across the moon in a great uh Michael Bay CGI landscape and came on to this like proto transformer mm. and they were like and 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 they they knew it was there and the whole moon landing was uh some some mission to work on this transformer or something and and like that's all it was and it was uh I don't think it was in the movie either it was just uh, oh, it was just for the for the teaser but 
And then we got Transformers 3. Right, right, right. And I was like, oh, jeez. Like, um, and I remember, like, uh, yeah, certain things like droid design and uh, opening credit sequences and things are sometimes the easiest things to do for directors because they are, uh, because one, they're, they're not done by directors. They're done by uh uh, people who work for directors mm-hmm. um, uh, and also because they are you know they're not attached to the movie in certain ways that they're, they're they're not integral to the movie like I think I think that I think that possibly the one of the best things about interstellar was the robot design yes I agree uh, it was so neat and and also I think the yeah, the robots were kind of were kind of a lot of the best things about the script too mm-hmm. i agree with uh, that too yeah yeah if there was a spinoff uh, of just tars and case i would watch that all day <laughs> yeah yeah that would be incredible maybe they could host a morning show or something <laughs> in tulsa like a- but they're still like cartwheeling around the studio <laughs> yeah exactly like tars and case in the morning and you know those like i don't know they'll have on like uh um I don't know, Chilean miners 10 years later or something like that. Like, like pretty serious <laughs> issues, but also kind of heartwarming. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like, so low-hanging, uh, like, like easy pitches uh, yeah. that are for sure going to get good ratings, but they, they're not, like, total fluff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like this, this is something real that happened, but also Tars and Case are, are you know, they're, they're, they're going to they're gonna delight you. <laughs> well, they are. They're delightful. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. I, I. I. think. I. I do not. I do not doubt that these. That these new Star Wars movies, or at least this new Star Wars movie, will be better than um, the Clone Wars in 3D or whatever. It's <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know though. I. I just feel like it, it has balls in a way that the the prequels felt really like a dweebazoid being like well of course like when when george lucas would be like i'm sorry you're disappointed that the that there's a child in the in episode one the story has to be about that so sorry you love this thing that's now you're saying is flawed like it was just really like (laughs) internet dweeb arguing like defending a position that's just like you're missing the point like yeah no obviously yeah not Obviously, just not a great artist. A guy who yeah. ca- a guy who came up with a fantastic world, who was not ready to confront uh, all that that world had to offer. Mm-hmm. He's not ready to process that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it just seems like it seems healthier. Like these few right. seconds, this eighty-eight second trailer, the images I'm seeing feel like a person who's gotten fresh air and, and has looked at themselves in the mirror and, (laughs) you know, and just like knows how to like smile and wave and make eye contact. (laughs) And there's this really sweet shot of the millennium Falcon doing flips. It's so awesome. (laughs) And it was just like, as somebody pointed out, like, you know why it looks so good? The camera is moving. You watch the trilogy, the prequel trilogy, the camera is still all the time. And it's just like, yeah. here comes another floating green man or whatever. Pretty yeah. sure, I'm pretty sure that's a line of dialogue from the, tri- the prequels. <laughs> <laughs> it's the subtitle. <laughs> it showed up on Star t-shirts Wars, everywhere. Here comes another floating green man. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, but all of this, me bringing this up, is all just a lead-in so that I can read you uh, this episode of Ungoogleables YouTube comment of the week. Uh... <laughs> Dova Kitty Rex says <laughs> shame Juju Abrams is, <laughs> is forcing diversity in this movie no one wants to see a ape trooper making out with a white girl Jedi no thanks <laughs> <laughs> oh sick burn <laughs> wait what was that what was the name of that Mensa member <laughs> Do- what was the name of that baby genius <laughs> baby genius Dova Kitty Rex Ref- yeah. Referred to a black actor as an ape trooper. Yeah. <laughs> and then, no thanks, THX. And, but <laughs> Juju Abrams, like... <laughs> <laughs> Nobody calls him that. Like, that is something that you came up with, Dova Kitty Rex. <laughs> I found that the best way... I really wish that I could engage in these conversations sometimes... Only because I think the best way to instantly deflate someone's comment is to say their internet name in your retort. So be like, "Listen, Dova Kitty Rex," and then they're instantly, <laughs> instantly deflated. That's all you have to say to win. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. It all it would almost always work unless their uh, name is their real name but if they're gonna say stupid shit like that no one would ever use their real name because they're fucking awful cowards <laughs> yep yep um yeah and so we were talking a bit uh before we started recording about that about about wanting to get back at these people and and just that inherent human desire to fight when you know you're right like confront mm-hmm. someone's stupidity and just like go rage on them and and like that's why internet arguments exist is because both sides are convinced that they have this really important thing they need to say right and there's so much anger it's like it's like like i it's int- i feel like you're probably leading a less angry life than I am because you live in New York and so you don't drive a car (laughs) because I feel like my shittiest moments as a human being are when I'm commuting and the awful shit that I say to people and like usually I crack myself up but it's like it happens like it's like somebody else is saying it and then I hear myself like 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 calling people like old bags of shit or whatever. Like as I'm driving by them, I'm like, who the f- how did I come up? That's awful. <laughs> um, and, and, the, and that people, they feel like I felt that way when I'm on, you know, Facebook and somebody says some fucking nonsense and it's like, I want to take, take their argument down bit by bit, but, but what, but how's that going to help anyone do anything? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think I I was describing to you someone who, you know, I was typing a response to them, and I found out after I had typed it that it was about five paragraphs long. (laughs) And then I deleted it, and then I wrote wrote a one-word response, I mean a one-line response that just said, not a good look. And then I deleted that. I was like, no, no. I think this is, I don't know. I've thought about this. 
And for me, I think that one thing that makes uh, internet arguments a bad thing to engage in is purely the the position that I am physically in while I am arguing on the internet, which is hunched over my computer. <laughs> and I find that I, I find that I get a lot more tense and angry. And I think that maybe I would, I would find it more freeing if I were talking to the person, if I were standing up, um, and, uh, huh. and physically debating, I think that I'd be able to control my, uh, uh, the, 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 the ways I express my position mm -hmm. a little bit better as opposed to hunching i feel like I, I i feel like all of the all of the anger is like gathering in my uh hunched shoulders and uh i'm just like ready to attack and all i can do is just like type on this computer and it makes me i don't know i i, I think i think that like you're saying about the driving it i think with the driving rolls is it it it's strange because the internet is supposed to be the fastest thing in the world. You can get, you can get it. I, it, I can get a message to this person across the country faster over the internet than I can by any other means. But, uh, but it seems like with driving a car and, uh, and I ride my bicycle. So, uh, I, I definitely, uh, experience like road rage moments pretty often. And also to like, even though I'm not driving a car, uh, um, commuting like transferring on the subway is always like has me like like really thinking awful things about people <laughs> sometimes um uh huh. trying to get on the stairs from one subway platform to another but um uh but i, th I find that it rolls off my back a lot faster um than it would on the internet and i don't know if that has to do with the i think it's well i think mostly probably because when I'm on the internet, I'm alone. Like I'm essentially alone. I'm, 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 I'm I have myself at my computer, uh, and I'm not. I'm not. I, I, I'm not. I'm not getting somewhere with a group of other people. I mean, that's the idea. Is you are when you're on the internet, but you're not. You're just alone. Yeah. By yourself, not doing anything. Right, like maybe so, in 10,000 years we'll have evolved a part of our brain that actually internalizes the fact that there's another person we're talking to, but for right now, we all our senses tell us that there's that we're in a room by ourselves. So, no level of intellectualization is going to stop you from just going fucking nuts with your with your privacy. Right, right, exactly. Like just and, and masturbating like, and, furiously as you argue over YouTube. <laughs> exactly. And I think it's like if I uh, uh, get mad at someone while I'm transferring on the subway, um, uh, uh, then once it's actually happened, I get I get past them. Or, you know, when you're in a car, uh, uh, it, you know, uh, once you've past the person who almost killed you or whatever, um, then you have an NPR driveway moment or then like, like, uh, um, uh, on the subway, you know, I get, I finally get on my train and then I can open up my book or, uh, resume my podcast or whatever. But on the internet, like when you try to switch gears, I found that I'm still at the computer. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, I, at the very least, I'm, I, I, like, I'm still on the internet. And at the very least, even if I'm not still on the internet, I'm still, at the computer and so uh that that mode that that mindset is very difficult to 
transfer out of, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of being of, of, of being angry and going in circles. And also you just have the, uh, the, the tonelessness of the internet comment. You know, you, yeah. you assume every, you assume everybody's screaming because that's what it reads like. Right. Is. Yeah. You, so, yeah. It's, it's funny how I often wonder about that. Like, is it saying something about me? Like that I always read it in a, like kind of like really <laughs> snotty voice, you know? And like, I've seen people like we were talking about how like Reddit at least, yeah, I don't know how much longer it's going to last. Cause I already feel like it's starting to change. Cause as Reddit gets more popular, the like mean rationale is slowly dropping. But to start with, I think Reddit's like sort of uh, strength was that you had people who were aware that this was a problem and actually wanted to have a conversation and wanted to be like, well, why do you say that? Defend your point. Um, I'm going to pick apart what you're saying. I'm going to be thought like, basically they're interested in being thoughtful. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I've, I've, I've seen people on Reddit say, I feel like you're presuming a tone where one was not intended. Please go back and read my comment again with a much calmer voice in your head and then respond. Because I really Mm -hmm. think that that's where maybe some of this issue in our argument is is happening. And the fact that, like, you have, like, 80% of the people in the conversation want to be the calm one and not necessarily Mm -hmm. want to be the right one. Like, just actually want to get somewhere with... with, uh, finding something new, building something new that, that one person couldn't have achieved on their own. Like, Mm -hmm. like that's, that's a miracle that that's exists on the internet. And it only took us fucking 25 years, you know, before that was starting to happen. Um, but, but it's, it's happening less and less. Like I've accidentally, like I've been, or like, there's like the downvote thing where like, if people think the thing you said was shitty, they'll downvote you on, on Reddit. Mm -hmm. And so like, I, I'll say stuff that I think is witty. Like, I'll say, like, let's say I said something and that was supposed to be whimsical, and then someone was like, um, "That's absolutely not the case." Like, they just didn't see the joke at all in what I was saying. And so then I'll respond like, "I hate the internet," hoping that people will watch that, like, come later and see that entire interaction and go, "He feels bested," or "He feels stuck." that's a funny response to that situation. But everybody is just pissed off that I said, I hate the internet. <laughs> so they all downloaded right. it. Right. Exactly. So it's just like, well, oh, before you even respond to my comment, can you read a little biography of like the jokes I'm into? <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Well, yeah. I mean, it gets like, there are s- such there's such a variety of, uh, of of people who have different things they want to achieve by commenting on the internet. Like, I think that it's unfortunately you kind of lose by wanting to be funny or make a joke yeah. because a lot of people want to engage in serious debate, and I think more people uh, just want to yell and scream about something and have become infected with this uh, uh, idea that self-aware trolling is somehow a form of humor right which which I've which 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 doesn't which doesn't quite uh, 
track for me. Like I've never quite understood it, but, uh, uh, but, but that's the majority of people. And so if you want to make a joke, it's like, it becomes very difficult. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's true. I feel like, I feel like my most successful, like Facebook debates were really just, like I was trying to stand my ground the whole time and make my points. But at the same time, I was like putting in jokes almost every single time because I was like, well, the third party person who's going to come and read this, at least they'll be entertained while they read it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, you're having an argument in public. So you do want to make it entertaining for sure. It's like the, uh, it's like the equivalent of like, uh, high school debate class or something mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where, you know, you want to throw in a bon mot here and there because you want the <laughs> class to laugh. Absolutely. But. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, maybe that's new for the internet, which is good, but to what level is it obfuscating actual communication? I don't know. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I mean, people, People don't understand, for the most part, randos don't understand that you're funny. Exactly. Uh, so, randos are just gonna like are are, are just gonna read everything in this in this tone that I that I assume is is like a uh, a, a screaming tone. Mm -hmm. Like like that's how people read internet comments, I think. Is is, is that everyone's shouting over each other. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I think of it as like in the end of Zoolander when uh Will Farrell is like, he invented nothing it's like his voice goes like <laughs> little kid high, you know? <laughs> And like, and like, again, like when I'm driving and I'm in my car and I think I'm in a tank or whatever, I yell awful shit in that tone. And I know it's silly, but it's like, it's almost like if I could do this now, the anger will be through me. I'll release it by screaming. Right. But I am so disappointed in myself that I even have have so much anger in that moment that I have to release it. Like, right. I think it's awesome that like you're getting road rage moments on a bike or you're getting road rage moments on a subway platform because it, you, you can't like, you're still in, you're still very visible and you're still very exposed. And so you're still going to have to like be a fucking human being, you know? Yeah. Like how often at work are you like, just outraged at a coworker standing a foot away from you saying some like fucking retarded thing. Sorry, not offensive. <laughs> does it not make offensive it, at all. Does it make it less offensive if I say not offensive? <laughs> <laughs> Is that an out? <laughs> that would be amazing. We should definitely start that. I think, I think, I think yeah, uh, People who make gaffes in public could take a tip from that. <laughs> Not offensive. <laughs> yes. As I wear my, what is it, old Macklemore Jew nose. <laughs> <laughs> Not offensive. <laughs> Walking down the street, <laughs> saying it to everybody. What was with that? <laughs> no what idea. Was... No, I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> One of my friends is like, wait. When you're a hip hop guy, don't you have an entourage? 
Like, who in his, uh, like, like, isn't that the point of being, like, a hip-hop guy? Do you have an entourage who's like, hey, maybe you don't wear the Jude nose tonight, (laughs) Macklemore? Like, maybe maybe it's not a good idea to have a uh, stereotype represented for no reason at all. (laughs) I think it's great that at this point, like, everybody loved Macklemore, two years ago or whatever, because he sang the song about how it's okay to be gay. And, and like, people were, like, in love with the dude, and that he was, like, championing this thing, and people championed him. But now, all I hear about him is, I wish he would mackle less. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the only thing I hear about him. That was one of those jokes that I was like, oh, sweet, and I thought to Google it first. Or I thought to search it on Twitter first. I was like, oh, man, so many people have already made that. Uh, And, like, I... You know, you kind of forget about him. Like, he was at our gay pride parade in Seattle. And it was like, oh, that's cool. Like, he's still, like, sticking with that. Like, it wasn't just like a, well, yeah. that propelled me to stardom. I can move on. Um, but then, and then, like, just, so that, but then I forgot about him again. And then just the other night, he walked with uh, Ferguson protesters in downtown Seattle. And, oh, cool. yeah, I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, he's, 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 seems to still give a shit. Um, but it doesn't matter. Like everyone on Twitter was like, oh, God damn it. And they would just link to a photo of like Macklemore walking with protesters in downtown Seattle. It's <laughs> just like mad at him because he's in the world still. Well, he manages to have an irritating presence for sure. And, uh, and I'd, say, I'd say the thing that was the, the most lasting thing about Macklemore is that haircut. <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, I, I, I'm still, I'm still confused about how I should, about why exactly I should hate Macklemore. I, I think, I think the most legit reason to hate Macklemore is that he can't rap. I think he is a bad rapper. <laughs> but I think that ultimately, with his, ultimately he's a net positive. He's getting political views that are uh, positive into people's heads. Um, I have a lot of, of, uh, of friends in the, in the gay community though, who have said, we, we do not, we do not want Macklemore. We did not ask for Macklemore. (laughs) (laughs) Please send Macklemore back home to the streets. Yes. Like (laughs) we we don't want Macklemore. That's really funny. Um, and uh, I, I think I think that seems to be the general attitude. Um, uh, Poor but, guy. But I still th- I still think that he's a he's a, a, a net positive. Yeah. You know. Yeah, like, I feel like I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and listen to Macklemore, <laughs> but I probably actually will ro- watch a new Macklemore video if he comes. His videos are have very high production values and are occasionally entertaining. Like 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 yeah. There's not. Um. Uh, I mean, I guess he's just sort of a doofus. Maybe that's what it is. It's like he's got a smooth look or whatever, or a smooth, like, outer, like, shell. But if you watch him long enough, it starts to hit you that he's kind of doofy. Like, uh, frickin' Andy Richter was like, I'm pretty pissed at Macklemore that he doesn't think that we all know what R. Kelly's sheets smell like. (laughs) Like, the fact that he (laughs) has to explain the joke in the song is, like, pretty doofy. (laughs) And so I guess I can see that level of frustration. But 
he just seems so harmless. Maybe it's because of that haircut. <laughs> it's like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not worried about the guy. <laughs> What's funny, what's, what's funny is listeners don't realize that, that I actually have the Macklemore, <laughs> oh and you have the Rachel. That's what makes us such a good <laughs> podcast to <duo. laughs> Welcome to another, another episode of Mac and Rachel. <laughs> Mac and Rach in the yep. morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our first guest, oh Case and Tars. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 amazing though that he was not laughed out of the room to begin with. Like I I think I <laughs> I, so think, mean. <laughs> I guess it's really mean. But like <laughs> Look at that guy. Can you imagine him showing up to a room of rappers be like, Hey guys, I'm here to rap like you and everybody's like, Yeah, sure, man. Come rap with us. It's like what? Like, <laughs> he has red hair that is short on the sides. Like. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, you know, kid and play. <laughs> Their hair is kid pretty and play silly. were revolutionaries, Max. <laughs> kid and play were American heroes. Yeah, I guess anyone who did a little more than play. Right. Play was the, you know, it's it's hard to stand next to Kid and still be around. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of a hanger on, but, you know. <laughs> I w- I also a net positive. Right, right. Macklemore and play? Is that an yeah. option? Can that happen? Garfunkel and play. <laughs> that's our... That's our uh, uh, improv <laughs> musical comedy <Yeah>. duo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, let's well let's see <laughs> uh, so so speaking of uh, Macklemore uh, uh, marching with the protesters there have been three protests here in Seattle uh, that went right by my window and the last one involved uh, flash bangs and uh, eye burn spray, what they mm-hmm. call that, and uh, that was during the tree lighting ceremony, the like shopping district of Seattle Christmas tree lighting ceremony, and so they were like, mm-hmm. "We're here too," and everyone, everyone on Twitter was like, "Fucking protesters ruining Christmas," uh, mm-hmm. and I felt kind of bad for the protesters. Um, but I was kind of curious, like what your thoughts are, um, when, when you have a protest and the police come along for the protest and it's until that third day, there was no sign of there being any trouble. Are they there because they actually think some shit's going to go down because it seems like a lot of them were there with these protesters or are they just there to make sure shit doesn't go down or i feel like my theory is that because we're i'm in seattle that this these this, the protests i'm seeing were going on in seattle that they are there to make the protesters feel like they're adults like this is an adult protest like we care right right well there's i mean there 
are definitely that, that kind of like separates the two different kinds of protests, right? Because there's there are the city sanctioned protests and the non city sanctioned protests, and there's a, there's this there's this idea that the uh, that the people have a voice to a certain extent, that it's carved out in the Constitution for people to express themselves through certain uh, uh, channels. Okay. Um, that it falls into a certain uh, falls into a certain vector for a person to um, uh, write an editorial about something or to march in a place that has been blocked off by police barricades uh, that afternoon mm-hmm. um, or something like that. Then there is the other type of protest, which is not police sanctioned, in which the police are not along for, and the, the police show up to that protest to stop it. And that's, uh, and that's, and that's where, that's where things erupt. And I think that the, the ultimate boogeyman of that kind of protest, the, 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 the person that gets all of the um, uh, uh, anger vented at them uh, is, is, the, is, is the anarchist, the hooded anarchist. Right. The, um, uh, you know, the, the black, black mask, uh, uh, black suit, Molotov cocktail, carrying a black flag, kicking in the window of Nike Town. Mm-hmm. Uh, anarchist. And... Yeah, everyone in that I talk to goes fucking anarchists ruin everything and yeah they're really of the opinion that like protesting should always be non-violent there you should i don't know it's like it's almost this like uh, to me it strikes me as almost snobby where it's like oh you can protest all day long as long as it doesn't affect anything in any way (laughs) yeah i don't know how i feel about that exactly well it's definitely it's yeah definitely on on both sides, it really angers people because uh, um, being an anarchist and having a and and having uh, and participating in a non-sanctioned violent anarchist protest uh, ruins it for the general populace of the city. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the people trying to celebrate Christmas, and also ruins it for people who see themselves as peaceful protesters and would like to protest in the legitimate means and say, "I don't want to be lumped in with you." And also, you you ruined my protest. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you, you you stopped it and you made the cops angry, and uh, and so they started throwing tear gas. I think it actually happens a lot more in Seattle than it happens here. Um, Okay, because uh, we're not adults yet as a city. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think that there's just. I, I think it's just a question of uh, uh, volume. I think there's a lot. There's a lot more anarchist hubs on the west coast, but I could be wrong. Hmm. Um, uh, I remember during a WTO protest, everyone the, the the great boogeyman of the WTO protest was the um, specifically the Eugene, Oregon anarchist, right? Um, uh, everyone's like these guys came up from Eugene and they ruined the whole thing. That was the that was the big story. Mm-hmm. So I think it's probably way more complicated than that. But um, <laughs> well, and like the thing I keep thinking about is like, isn't a protest effective when it's 
a violent protest? Like, as much as I don't want to see things destroyed, like, is, aren't, the, aren't the anarchists, like, looking at history and going, violent revolution is the only source of change when you have a government that's this, like, good at what it does, at keeping control? Yeah, yeah, and I completely agree with that. I think, I think that, uh, and, you know, I think that the only reason that people are unable to get down with that is that there is also the idea that an anarchist group is, by definition, uh, not centrally organized, and that anybody can join, anybody can align themselves with an anarchist group uh, if they want to uh, stir things up in the system. And that can take any number of forms. And that there's, there's people have benchmarks for how far they can go with that. Some people are completely cut and dry, like as long as the police are marching with me, I'm fine. And once the police start throwing tear gas, I dip. And then there are some people who, uh, who you know, will go one step further and will protest with the, with the anarchist, but will, you know, we'll try to stay out of trouble and, um, and we'll maybe not go kick in the window of Nike town. And, it, you know, there's, there's, there's certain levels people will go to. And I mm -hmm. think that the people who, the, the people left at the end, when it goes to the extreme, um, are, uh, they want, they want any number of things, but I think the thing that they probably agree on is they, uh, they want a, they want to change. You know, there's, there's an idea that, that, that like, if a face hugger is stuck to your face, you're not going to negotiate. You're going to rip it off. Right. Like, right. You know, and, um, and you know, people, uh, um, I feel, I feel like the last time the d discussion of, of anarchism really entered into the, uh, uh, the mainstream and people were debating it a lot was when Russell Brand said he didn't vote hmm. um, because he's an anarchist. Um, and, uh, and I, I, I think, you know, it, 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 uh, it, it bothered a lot of people for a number of reasons. It bothered people who, uh, who believe in voting. It also bothered a lot of people who thought that, um, uh, uh, that Russell Brand, um, a shirtless Russell Brand is not the person who should be delivering this message right. to us. Uh, like, 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 why are you, why are you editing the new issue of the New Statesman and also have your shirt off? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, a he's a he's an interesting fellow because. Uh, I really look at the guy and he says like really intelligent thought provoking things, but the whole time I'm still going, no, you're the funny guy from forgetting Sarah Marshall. Stop what you're saying. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I totally exactly. like want to keep him in a box. And I think he absolutely has no time for people like me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause he like goes on these talk shows and like, just like spits such heat. And I'm so glad that he's saying what he's saying, but at the same time, 
maybe it's that he's British, but he really comes across as like thinking he's the first person to be saying this. And it's like, yeah, no, I know that image is meaningless, but it's still awesome that someone from theoretically Hollywood is saying it. I don't know. I have these, I have this real mixed up opinion about Russell Brand. He's the Macklemore of my life. Yeah. He's a Macklemore for today. <laughs> it's, it's super sad that Macklemore isn't a Macklemore for today. <laughs> Macklemore's like, guys, I'm 32. Like, I'm, I'm not out the game quite yet. <laughs> What's that, Russell Brand? I mean... Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> but, yeah, I think... It, it, so, yeah, I think that was the last time. And it, and it made a lot of people... It made a lot of people bristle because people are like, "Well, where does it end then? Like, like, like right. if, if you want violent revolution, then what is the, uh, what is the goal?" And I think that, uh, um, I think Russell Brand actually said this, but I think the anarchists would say this too: is we don't know, but we can tell you what we don't want, and it's mm-hmm. everything that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, that was, I mean, that was that was the that was the. Uh, um, uh, rallying cry of Occupy Wall Street, pretty much, and that was one thing that got uh, got a lot of uh, a lot of heat on Occupy Wall Street is, is that is that they didn't have demands, they didn't have specific demands. Mm. Um, they 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 said that they said that you know, and and it was and the reasoning behind not having specific demands were that that that's part of the problem, basically. That, you know, if, if you if you're trying to institute a new system, we just want uh, 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 then maybe that's ending the conversation. Like we need to continue the conversation. Like we, like like you're ending the conversation when it started. If you just say like, well, what are your demands? Uh, what we need to show you is that is that this is a major problem. Hmm. Like it's it's it, it's it's mainly just a, an, an announcement to the fact that, like, things are fucked. I see. So um, you can make that announcement without de- doing any property damage is I, the argument. I think, well, I don't know. I mean, people do make that announcement, but I think I think, I think, think we can all agree that hey, hey, ho, ho, uh, police brutality has got to go is not cutting it. Right. Like, right. Because police brutality has not gone. So. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I like the idea that there being protests across the country um, for several days straight. I like the idea that it scares the shit out of Darren Wilson. Like, uh, you know, I think that that's a, a powerful tool to to. It's like it's hard to know whether that's cutting it. I guess is what I'm saying because the sure, responses yeah, because are Because a private. policeman might think twice about it. Certainly, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, a um, a, a, a policeman uh, will think twice about it and think: is this is this random stop uh, racially motivated, and how should I handle this? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, no, that, that 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 is, and that probably is a result on 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 at least some 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 scale some small scale um, uh, some people are thinking about it but. yeah yeah right right but you're right it's not at the level that it needs to be in order for um us to be where i think we all kind of thought we were like yeah like uh, this whole thing is like 
like, oh, it's still the 60s as far as, like, our racial issues. We've just gotten a lot better at not addressing it head on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it's awesome that as a result of these horrible things that have been happening, we are sort of forced to address it head on. But um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I guess I just like it, it seems like people who believe in voting and I am one of those people and people who say um, d- you can protest all day long as long as you don't cause a traffic jam or whatever, who I am not one of those people necessarily. uh they kind of want it to be really clean. Like in general, we want our change to be really organized and clean and Mm -hmm. everyone hits a button at the right time, the agreed upon time. And if enough of the button hits are in sync, then a machine will automatically release a new candidate into the world or whatever, or this law will flip a switch or whatever. And it's like, I don't know. Maybe, uh, that, it's like uh, the little kid, like when I was a little kid, I was just like, well, yeah, that's how it'll all work in the future. You know, like when, when we finally meet Vulcans and we're flying through space, like it's all going to work so cleanly and beautifully. But now that I, now that I'm not a little kid anymore, I'm like, well, maybe, maybe every so often there should be some Nike town windows being kicked in. Like, I don't want to be the one doing it, but I kind of love that it happens sometimes, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. And I, yeah, and I, and I, and I vote as well, and I'm going to continue to vote. But, uh, 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 and I, and I, yeah, I am, I am, I am very not down with people who think that, uh, anarchists are to blame for uh, all of the problems and protests. And that really does seem like a very specific Seattle problem. It doesn't really happen here. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't don't know why that is, but it seems like every time a Seattle protest goes wrong uh, or or not goes wrong, goes, you know, goes violent. um, uh, The the major thing being talked about is that, is that anarchists are to, are to blame for all the problems. Uh, Right. I'm very much not down with that, and I am down with uh, violent protests happening. I think I think it it I think it should happen on some level. I can also guarantee you, though, that I would not be able to stand one minute in a room with any of those dudes who are throwing Molotov cocktails and kicking in windows. Yeah. Why? Well, I can guarantee you that if I get into a room with those people, I'm going to have major issues with them as people. I'm going to have major <laughs> issues with the issues that they care about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to find them incredibly uh, irritating and not someone I want to be around. Yeah. Um, and I think that's part of the problem with with anarchism is that it invites these, it invites these extremists uh, who the only thing they have in common is that they are extremists. At the end of the anarchist line, uh, everyone is very extreme and can be very extreme about many different things. All The only thing that they agree on is that what's going on right now is bad. Right. Uh, which I can agree on that too, but I guarantee you I don't agree with any of them on a number of issues. So right, right, yeah. And, and anarchism is, 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 by definition, not organized. So it's just like, how do you put all these people together? Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, if, if your attitude is like, 
like what you're saying, like, I don't know the answer, but I think we should have the discussion. It's like, that's, yeah. that's kind of high level, but I guess I don't really know what to do with that. And, and again, I guess that's why I said like, everyone wants everything to be clean and, and I'm guilty of it too, is like, well, sure we all are. We should, we should be having a discussion, but there should be some goals in the discussion. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm I'm afraid of it just being like, well, we had the discussion. Let's pat ourselves on the back. Well, back to <laughs> buying iPhones that are cheap because of, you know, forced labor or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I had that, like, you know, I had that problem in uh, 2003, I think it was, when the uh, when the war on Iraq was uh, declared, that the, the, the most recent war on Iraq um, uh, was declared and there were protests all over the country and I went to uh, uh, one though I went to a really big one Washington DC I bust uh, down there with a bunch of people and we all marched around until five o'clock and then um, it was time to get on the bus and go home mm-hmm. and then and then and then there was a war and it's like well right right yeah, I don't know what we did. Like, sure. Yeah, I remember I was dating a girl who was <clears throat> in college across, you know, halfway across the country from me, and she told me about uh, uh, protests that she'd been in where she held up signs that just said "think," and I was like, "I love that you're doing this, but I have to roll my eyes that you think that's like a big." fucking stab at GWB like there's nothing's gonna happen as a result of holding up a sign that says think and when a person drives a car by and is like should we go to war I'm not sure it's a good idea and then sees this like attractive college student holding up a sign that just says think they're not gonna be like we shouldn't go to war you know like it just seems really like you know I mean maybe that's what college is about is protesting for protest sake but at the same time like I I like that there was so much protest going on, and I like that theoretically there were people around the world going, oh, okay, not all American citizens feel the same way that their government does. Like, that theoretically had, again, some possible effect, a la scaring the shit out of police or whatever, somewhere in some corners of the of the country. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, exactly. I see, what you're, I see what you mean, where it's just like, but... I want to walk up to the person who made the decision and scream at them. And I don't know that this is doing that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I guess, yeah. I and mean, I guess it is slightly, um, I mean, it, it is, it is very different in the sense that, uh, um, uh, the protests happening in Ferguson and the protests around the world supporting the protests in Ferguson are about, uh, um, something hidden that we need to talk about right now. Something mm-hmm. that goes on every day, but, but, but people say it doesn't go on. Right. right. Um, whereas, whereas protesting something like a war, this is protesting a decision being made by the world's most powerful individual. That's so, true. And, and, and he's talking about it on TV as a decision he's making. So they are very different things. That That's very, very true. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like this this podcast is like us like getting close to discussing things in an intelligent way, and like like <laughs> really like this is just like Jake guiding me through some basic ass shit that he figured out a decade ago. <laughs> <But it's laughs> like, like this is finally hitting me 
what's what's the deal with violent protest? Like, <laughs> what's the right government? <laughs> so, so if we're not if we're not like really hitting on the points that like the people who are well informed about this would like us to hit on, I'm sorry. And if at the same time we're totally alienating the people that just want to hear us talk about how star wars is stupid that i'm sorry <laughs> yeah no i yeah i feel like i feel like we're yeah where it's, uh, it's like we're, we're not we're not doing all on any front yeah well you know that's our way <laughs> that's why uh, this, this, we're on this hasn't gone up on the internet yet and i'm already seeing tons of complaints <laughs> about it like I don't even know where they're coming from. They're just popping up on my computer. Just like, yeah, exactly. I don't even have a browser open. <laughs> Those are sticky notes that your wife is slapping onto the laptop. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> it's like, please stop doing this. I hate it. I'd like to leave, but it's cold out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, I I have more stuff I'd love to talk about, but you know we've we, we've we've been we've done our time. <laughs> yeah, time to definitely. time to clock out. Yeah, we can we can we can pick back up next week for sure. Awesome. Um, With so, these uh, issues and others. Mm-hmm. We'll be discussed on the next. Uh, uh, Macklemore and Rach. What was it? I forgot what. <laughs> Mac and Rach. Mac and Rach. Mac and Rach in the morning. Well, you know, that, that's what the, the true fans call them, Mac and Rach. Mm-hmm, that's true. And, like, yeah. the fans who are only a fan of one will be like, Rach and Macklemore. Like, right, right. there'll be a, a diss on Macklemore by saying his full name. <laughs> I want to start saying to people, are you more of a Macklemore or more of a Jennifer Aniston? <laughs> <laughs> what dichotomy is that? <laughs> or like, do like those online quizzes? Find out which of these two unrelated people you are. <laughs> like, <laughs> Blanche from Golden Girls or Neil deGrasse Tyson? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Um. Yeah. All right. Well, do you want to do you want to have any closing final thoughts? I think if there's anything nearby that you want to read. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for uh, listening to this episode of Ungoogleable. The name will probably change next week. Um. So you can. Uh, fuck. We got to come up with some. I'll, I'll set up a Gmail. I'll see if I can get us on iTunes. This is my homework for the week: is to actually put our shit online. So yes, next week our we'll shit some... will be online soon. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be able to say, like, By the time you're website. hearing this, our shit will have been online for, like, weeks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> our shit will be all over the internet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, well, uh, take us out, Jake. In his 30-plus year scrimshaw career, his beautiful engravings have been placed in numerous collections, both private and public. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night.